0: Pack a Day Podcast.
1: Welcome, in Packer fans, to a brand new edition of the Pack a Day Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Herman. You can always follow me on Twitter at Andy Herman NFL. You can follow the podcast at Pack a Day Podcast. Hope you all had a tremendous weekend. For those of you who are Wisconsin sports fans, I hope you enjoyed the Bucks' finals victory in game three. A finals victory in Milwaukee seems insane. Obviously hasn't happened during my lifetime. So certainly something to celebrate. I will be at game four personally. So hopefully the, the Bucks have gone 2-0 in the games that I've been to so far. So hopefully we can make that 3-0 and tie the series up 2-2 as things kick back to Phoenix. But it's been a great series so far. I'm looking forward to that greatly. But of course, of yes. This is not the Bucks Today podcast. This is the Pack a Day podcast. So let's jump in and talk some Green Bay Packers. And for those of you who have been following me for any period of time, you know that I like to do different sort of exercises just to kind of feel things out, and, and for a variety of reasons. But one of the reasons that I like to do things is just kind of see how Green Bay stacks up against the competition. So we've heard kind of this offseason, there was another one of these fantastic articles. This, you know, over the weekend that popped up on Twitter went a little bit viral. I think it was the Vikings, correct me if I'm wrong on this, but I believe it was uh, some writer who said, you know, regardless of whether Aaron Rodgers is a Packer or not, the Vikings are the team to beat in the NFC North, which, okay, settle down, Vikings writer. Maybe the Vikings end up winning the NFC North, whatever. Whether Rodgers is quarterback or not, anything can happen in any given season, but they're certainly not the favorite going into the season if Aaron Rodgers is in fact the quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. That is, of course, the Green Bay Packers who would be the favorites going into the season. This is a team that, again, went out of their way to really maintain a team that's been to -to back-to-back NFC championships that still seems to be heading in the right direction, that has a ton of talent, premium players at all the premium positions. So how how can we kind of measure just how good does Green Bay stack up against the rest of the division? So that's how I put together this exercise today. And what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna try to build my 50 53 man roster using just the NFC North. And what does this accomplish? So how I'm going to construct this is, let's take safety for instance, right? So Adrian Amos, Harrison Smith, Darnell Savage, Eddie Jackson. It's a really good group of safeties within the NFC North. So you might say, all right, I'm going to say the top two are Harrison Smith or Eddie Jackson. Those are going to be my two safeties, except that's not how we're going to do it. So you can only have one number one safety. So I'm going to just say Eddie Jackson, Harrison Smith, and Adrian Amos are all number one safeties. It doesn't matter who Detroit has. It doesn't stack up to those three. So I'm going to say of those three, Harrison Smith is my safety. We'll get to more on that in a second. And then my number two safety, I'm going to say Darnell Savage is better than any of the other NFC North's number two safeties. So I can't have Harrison Smith and Eddie Jackson. I'm going to go Harrison Smith and and Darnell Savage. So it doesn't mean those are the two best safeties in the division. It means that Harrison Smith is the best number one safety and Darnell Savage is the best number two safety. Of course, uh, again, wide receiver would be another great example. I would love to have Devontae Adams as well as Allen Robinson, but Unfortunately, those guys are both number one receivers, so I can only have one of them. You guys know already which one I'm going to choose, but we'll get to that in just a moment. So that's how we are conducting this exercise. It's not the best 53 players in the division. It's who's the best number one quarterback, who's the best number two quarterback, who's the best number one running back, and so on and so forth. And what this will tell us is which team you know, ultimately stacks up as the best, who has the most players, who has the most starters. All of those sorts of things so let's go position by position and see how many green bay packers are on this list how do the rest of the team stack up are the packers the number one team on this list and who had in fact the most starters of the group so let's kick things off at quarterback and of course the reigning mvp as of this moment as i am recording this if you go to the packers.com and go and look at the roster Aaron Rodgers, number 12, still exists on the active roster. I know as I was going through my top 50 players, if you were following me on YouTube, um, my top 50 players, Aaron Rodgers was my number one. I got a comment that said, how can Rodgers be number one? He's not even on the team. Go to Packers.com, check the roster. He's still on the roster as of this moment. So as of right now, he's in the division and he is my number one quarterback. If I had to pick one today, I'm uh, not certainly going with Kirk Cousins. I'm not going with Jared Goff. Uh not going with uh, you know what either of the the Bears quarterbacks, Andy Dalton. This is a clear Aaron Rodgers victory in this category. Number 2 quarterback a little bit tougher. I think you know I'm going to say Justin Fields is as of right now the backup, which then puts him head to head with Jordan Love, Kellen Mond who just got drafted. Uh, Maybe a certain Tim Boyle in Detroit as well. Um, But I I think for me, if I had to choose today, and I know he's a rookie, but I'm going to go Justin Fields. And I think Justin Fields went a little bit ahead of Jordan Love. We know a little bit more about Jordan Love and the fact that, you know, last season he couldn't beat out uh, Tim Boyle, you know, as the number two guy. I just think there's maybe a little bit, I don't know, upside's the wrong word because Jordan Love has as much upside as any quarterback that's ever played. But, uh, you know, Justin Fields is still the more untapped player that again we don't know quite enough about top you know what 12 selection with Chicago and I'm just gonna say if I was comparing the notes of those two quarterbacks for me personally um, pre-draft, I'm going to give the a slight nod to Justin Fields over Jordan Love. you want to swap those two out certainly give another notch in the column to Green Bay when we total things up at the end. Uh, but as of today I am going with Justin Fields as my number two quarterback. Running back's very interesting. Again, Dalvin Cook, Aaron Jones. You could have a very strong conversation about both of those guys. I'm going Dalvin Cook as my number one running back. Number two running back, you could have a very serious discussion as well. Do you want to go A.J. Dillon in Green Bay, or do you want to go Tariq Cohen in Chicago? And actually, Alexander Madison, as well in Minnesota, could very well be in that conversation as well. Uh, Jamal Williams in Detroit. It's a really good group of number two running backs. I'm going to go Tariq Cohen. If you, again, want to go A.J. Dillon, certainly would not fault you for going in that direction. I wouldn't fault you for Alexander Madison either. He's a heck of a running back and would be a good number one on most teams. It just so happens that Dalvin Cook is that number one running back in Minnesota, so he doesn't quite get the amount of carries that most players of his caliber would get even as a number two running back. So I'm going to go Tariq Cohen just because I lean towards this being a passing league. And I think what Tariq Cohen can bring to the table as a pass catcher, as a running back, as a returner, I think he just adds a little bit more value than maybe a Madison or a A.J. Dillon. I don't need a runner. That's what Dalvin Cook is for. So I'm going to go Tariq Cohen in that spot. And then number three running back. This is another really tough one. All four teams in the North selected young, talented running backs on day three of the draft. Khalil Herbert in Chicago, Kenan Wagwu in Minnesota. Jamar Jefferson in Detroit, Kylan Hill in Green Bay. Pick your poison. Again, I'm not going to, uh, you know, fault you for picking any of those guys. Um, I'm going to go with Kylan Hill because I loved his tape and I'm excited about it. And maybe that's going to be my one sort of Homer pick here. If, if you're kind of, uh, you know, picking nits a little bit, I, I'm going to, I'm going to go Homer a little bit here and say Kylan Hill. Uh, but again, if you wanted to go Herbert and Nwagwu, Jamar Jefferson, Kylan Hill, and certainly Nwagwu and was a fourth round pick. So he would probably get the nod um, just, you know, on draft position, I guess alone. Uh, but you could go any of those four, but I'm going Kylan Hill uh, just because I love what I saw on tape. Fullback slash H-back. C.J. Ham would be a great pick here for Minnesota, but again, maybe a little bit of a homer pick. I'm going Josiah Deguara. I just think what he's ultimately going to bring to the table is so much more valuable than what a C.J. Ham can bring as a pure fullback in Minnesota. I think Deguara being able to be used as an H-back, fullback, tight end, special teams guy, you can line him out wide, you can do so many different things. I just think that adds so much more value than just a pure fullback with what Minnesota has in C.J. Ham. Ham's a great player um, as a fullback, but again, it's just a limited value sort of thing. So I'm going to Guara at fullback slash slash H back wide receiver is a position that I was surprised as I went through this. I think Green Bay cleans up here for the most part. Devante Adams is the best, arguably the best receiver in the league, but certainly the best wide receiver in the NFC North. So he gets my number one spot. Number two is going to Minnesota. Pick your uh, poison as to whether or not that's uh, Adam Thielen or Justin Jefferson. You can make an argument that Thielen's still the one and Jefferson is the two. I personally think at this point, Jefferson is their best receiver. So if that puts him on the number one line, then I'll still take Adam Thielen as number two, but it's Devontae, whatever Minnesota wide receiver you want to put there. I'm still going MVS is the best third receiver in the in the uh, division. Amari Rogers is the best fourth receiver. Devin Funchess is the best fifth receiver and Equinemius St. Brown is the best sixth receiver. I, that again, I don't think if you go through like Anthony Miller. You could maybe make an argument against an MVS or an Amari Rodgers, depending on if you put him as a three or a four. But he's really struggled the last couple of seasons, he hasn't stayed healthy. Like, I the, there's rumors that they were looking to trade him. Um, you know, Detroit, you could go like a Quintus Cephas against maybe like a Devin Funchess. If you like kind of put them both at number five, but Funchus, or excuse me, Cephas might even be up at that number four line. Like you could say Amron, Amon Ross St. Brown, EQ's brother. Again, but are you taking him over Amari Rodgers? I don't know. So, like some of these players, it depends where you slot them. But as I go through Green Bay's, you know, depth chart at wide receiver, I'm giving him the one, the three, the four, the five, and the six. I just think that's the type of depth Green Bay has. And the really the only one that Green Bay loses out to is Minnesota at that number two line. Whoever you want to put, Thielen or Jefferson, I'm taking over Alan Lazard. Tight end, very difficult. I think number one, I'm taking Tanyan. And again, maybe this is a homer pick in me, but I'm taking him over Jimmy Graham, who did have a solid season last year for Chicago. TJ Hawkinson, I think, may ultimately be the better player. And maybe he's the more well-rounded player. Right now, if you just go based off of what they both did last season, I'm taking Tunyon, and I think you know that that's a tough one. I'm taking Tunyon over Irv Smith Jr. as well. Number two is is really where I struggled. I think Cole Komet would get a serious nod over Mercedes Lewis, but. Before I pick number two, it's important that I go number three. There's nobody on any of the rosters that's as talented as Jay Sternberger. Now, Sternberger needs to get there. He may not even make the roster in Green Bay. You could even put Dominique Daphne here and make that argument. But I'm going Sternberger as a three because the rest of the division isn't good at number three tight end. So Tonyan's my one, more of a receiving tight end. Sternberger's my three, more of a receiving tight end. Colt Komet as my two doesn't make a lot of sense. He's more of a receiving tight end. So I'm going to go with Mercedes Lewis as number two tight end because I need that blocking tight end. So to me, he's the best in the division. He might be the best in all of football. Um, If you were just saying pure blocking tight end, Hawkinson's probably in that you know, argument as well. But as a pure blocker and as a number two, I'm going Mercedes Lewis. So Green Bay cleans up here as well. Tunyon, Mercedes Lewis, and Jay Sternberger. Although, again, I think you could make arguments for Cole Komet as the number two tight end. And then I think, you know, Tunyon or, or Hawkinson, based on long term potential and things like that, you could make an argument for as well. But I'm going Green Bay one, two, and three.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate
1: Offensive line, I'm going David Bakhtiari at left tackle. Cody Whitehair, I'm cheating here a little bit because he has some versatility um, and has played left guard as well. I'm putting Whitehair at left guard from Chicago. Uh, Frank Ragnow from the Detroit Lions at center, which is a phenomenal center. Um, I'm moving Elton Jenkins to right guard. He can play anywhere, so that's fine. And then Penny Sewell, the Lions first round pick, I am putting that right tackle, which is where they're planning to play him at least as of now as well. Two Lions make it as the depth at tackle. Big V, Haleputula, Habrehili, Habarehu. however you say it. I butcher it every time. Halepaluti, Vaitai, something like that. But Big V is what we're going with. Uh, Tyrell Crosby as well, who has tackle and guard versatility for the Detroit Lions. Wyatt Davis, uh, guard for Minnesota. And then Lucas Patrick. And this may be a little bit of a controversial one uh, because maybe Lucas Patrick starts. But I'm going with the theory that if, if Green Bay were to start a game today, that they would go with Bakhtiari, Jenkins, Myers, John Runyon Jr., and Billy Turner as their starters, which would put Lucas Patrick as the top swing guy in the interior of the offensive line. So he ends up being my backup at center slash guard. So Bakhtiari, Whitehair, Ragnow, Jenkins, Sewell with Big V, Tyrell Crosby, Wyatt Davis, and Lucas Patrick as my backups on the offensive line. Let's move to defense quickly. Uh, Khalil Mack and Robert Quinn both get my nods as number one and number two edge rusher. Certainly Zadarius and Preston, Daniil Hunter could be in that conversation as well. I just don't put Daniil quite with the Khalil Mack and then Zedarius Smith. Um, So I'm I'm still going Mac one, Robert Quinn versus Preston. You know, you could make an argument for number two, but I'm going Robert Quinn there. Rashawn Gary, I'm going number three and then Vikings edge rusher rookie number uh, third round pick Patrick Jones. The second is the backup. There's my number four edge rusher built up a little depth on the interior of the defensive line Kenny Clark is my number one. Kenny Clark versus Akeem Hicks. Again, another tough call. I think Clark's put better tape overall the last three seasons. I think Hicks's highs have been higher. I think Clark's been more consistent. So I'm going to go Kenny Clark. Uh, Delvin Tomlinson, another player you could put in that discussion. Michael Pierce, uh, the former Ravens defensive tackle, who it was supposed to play for Minnesota a season ago, but opted out as my number two, heck of a number two um, in Minnesota behind Dalvin Tomlinson. If you want to put Pierce as one, I'll certainly take Dalvin Tomlinson as the two in this situation. And then Minnesota also went out and signed Sheldon Richardson as their third defensive tackle. So I will gladly take him in this exercise as well. The Lions selected Aleem McNeil in the uh, third round. I will take him as my number four defensive tackle. I'm taking TJ Slayton as my number five. And then Mike Pinnell, the former Green Bay Packer, who is now in Chicago, as my number six. So building up some depth along the interior of the defensive line. Uh, linebacker, certainly going Eric Kendricks as my number one guy overall. And then uh, actually going Jamie Collins as number two. Collins has been up and down through his career, but had really nice year of season to go for Detroit. Could certainly make an argument for Anthony Barr here as well, although he has fallen off a little bit, in my opinion, over the last couple seasons. seasons. Um, you could also make an, an argument for Danny Trevathan here. if, as, Assuming you're putting Roquan as your number one, you could flip those two as well. But I'm going Kendricks and Collins. And the number three is really tough. Um, Um, Reeves Mabin for Detroit, you could put here. You could make an argument for Kamal Martin here. I'm going Chaz Surratt, the third round pick that Minnesota selected. Um, I think he actually may end up being the best of the group when all is said and done. So I'm going Kendricks, Collins, and Surratt. Number four, I'm going Ty Summers for special teams. Christian Jones, uh, who's gone back and forth between Chicago, Detroit, now back in Chicago. Um, he has some inside and outside versatility at linebacker. I'm um, Just, you know, you want a good, versatile player there. And then Derek Barnes, who the Lions selected on day three of the draft, I'm going with as my number six linebacker. All right, corners. This is a really, really interesting one as well. Jair Alexander, obviously your top corner here. And then number two, we talk about the Packers and Kevin King and like all all those sort of things, you could make an argument for Kevin King here. You could make an argument for Eric Stokes as the number two corner in this draft. I'm not going to put him there now because as of right now, I think King is two with Sullivan three and I'm going to put Stokes as four, which we'll get to in a second here. But your number two corners in the division, I mean, what Minnesota is going to be, um, I mean, we don't even know if Jeff Gladney is going to play at this point yet. So you've got like what Cam Dantzler in that conversation for, for number two corner. Um, And then in Detroit, you know, what Amani Arurie, like it's just, and then Jeff Okuda who really struggled a season ago, you know, they pick up um, uh, um, Melifanwu, sorry about that. They picked up uh, Melifanwu Obi's brother um, in the Uh, what, third or fourth round of of this year's draft, a player that I really, really liked. So he's a player that, uh, Fatou Malafonu is who it was, like a player that I loved in the draft. But um, are you expecting him to come in and be a number two? The Bears go with Desmond Trufant, who was with Detroit last year and really struggled. And it seems, you know, past his prime at this point. Like there's no great number two corners in this league. So I'm still going Desmond Trufant because he's been better for a longer period of time. Uh, But there's no great answer there. I'm going to Bashad Breeland as my number three, who's in Minnesota right now. Uh, Eric Stokes is my number four, because that's what he is in Green Bay. Quinton Dunbar, number five in from Detroit. And then Jean Charles, my number six from the Packers as well. Safety, Harrison Smith, as I kind of alluded to earlier, is going to be my number one safety from Minnesota. Darnell Savage, my number two from Green Bay. Um, DeAndre Houston Carson, again, great special teams player for Chicago, has some uh, positional versatility at safety, being able to play free or strong as well. He's going to be my number three. And then Cam Bynum from Minnesota, who was a corner at Cal in college, now making that switch to safety for the Vikings, will be my number four as kind of a developmental guy. And then I've got Jack Fox, the punter from the Lions, Mason Crosby, the kicker from the Packers, and Don Mulback, the longtime long snapper for the Detroit Lions. So that ultimately is where my roster ended up. So 53-man roster, 23 of the 53 were Packers. Now, again, a couple of these like Kylan Hill, you could go either way. Josiah DeGuara, maybe you go with CJ Hammett at fullback instead. You know, you know, you could go a Cole Komet instead of a Mercedes Lewis. Um, you know, there's a couple other ones that maybe you could make an argument for, but even if that gets down, I mean, you even subtract three of those off, right? You're still at 20, um, out of 53, which is really impressive. Number two on my list was Minnesota with 11, I mean, so even if you're at 20 and Minnesota gains one there or something, you still have a plus eight on the overall roster here. And right now they're plus 12 based on how I put this together. Detroit was third with, with 10 total players and Chicago was fourth with nine total players. So looking at a little bit closer and who had the most starters, I, I do kind of do 12 starters for both sides. Cause I include the number three receiver and the number three cornerback. So I know there's only 11 on the field, but I'm counting 12 starters. Of the 24 starters, the Packers had 10 of them, um, including Aaron Rodgers, Josiah Deguara, Devontae Adams, Bobby Tunyon, David Bakhtiari, Elton Jenkins, Kenny Clark, um, Jair Alexander, uh, Darnell Savage. I'm missing a couple other ones as well, but you get the point. Um, a lot of uh, a lot of talent on this Green Bay team that is going into, in my opinion, arguably the best players that currently reside In the NFC North. So what do we kind of learn from this? In my opinion, if you kind of go player by player throughout the course of the NFC North, Green Bay is right there, in my opinion, as the number one team that has the most best players at those positions throughout the course of a 53-man roster. And as I kind of mentioned at the very onset of this, if you look at premium position players, Quarterback Aaron Rodgers, wide receiver Devonta Adams, left tackle David Bakhtiari, edge rusher Zadarius Smith. And you know, it wasn't on this list because it goes to Khalil Mack, but cornerback um, Jair Alexander, like your premium positions. And then, you, I mean, it's not like nose tackle, Kenny Clark, safety, um, Adrian Amos, running back Aaron Jones are chop liver either. You arguably have the best kicker in the division and Mason Crosby. Like these are some fairly important positions that Green Bay controls. Now, again, not to say that if Aaron Rodgers is gone and Jordan Love is the quarterback, that Green Bay can't struggle this upcoming season, but still pound for pound, player for player, Green Bay is as good, if not better, than any other team in this league. And if the difference is Roger between, you know, Jordan Love and Kirk Cousins, Jordan Love and Andy Dalton, Jordan Love and Justin Fields, Jordan Love and Jared Goff outside of Cousins, who I think would be the clear favorite as quarterback in that division, Green Bay is still better everywhere else, in my opinion, than any other team in this division. So Green Bay stacks up very well. And I think it is the, the other takeaways on this is that, you know, we talk about, well, the Packers don't have enough weapons. Go, go look at the wide receivers in the division. The first, third, fourth, fifth, sixth best wide receivers on their teams, in my opinion, are all going to Green Bay's favor. Defensive back, you can make an argument, you know, you know Kevin King over Desmond Trufant. You you can easily make that argument. Neither are they all that great. Brashad Breland in Minnesota, Cam Dantzler in Minnesota. Like, go look at Minnesota secondary, Chicago secondary. Um, of course, Minnesota got Patrick Peterson, which is why Dantzler was two, and then Brashad Breland was three, which is why I put him there. So like, but you know Minnesota is okay. But like, I don't know. Like, you look at some of these teams. There's some serious flaws in Some of their roster Detroit secondaries and nightmare. Like yes, they have Okuda. Yes, they got Arurie. Um, yes, they have you know who was a player I liked a couple of years ago, yes, they got Malafonwu and a lot of bizarre names. Okuda, Arurie, Melifonwu, those are great names, but um, and young talented players. But Green Bay secondary is right there with any of them, and certainly when you add guys like Jair and Amos and Savage, that adds a ton of value over some of these other teams so you know, if you group position groups, maybe you get a different result here, but I really like how Green Bay stacks up in comparison to the rest of the NFC North. And oh, by the way, I like their coach the best. There's a lot of things that are going right for this Green Bay Packers organization. And as you stack them up against the Bears, the Lions, the Vikings, who knows how this upcoming season will play out. 17 game season, which means those divisional games matter just even a little bit less. It's only six of the 17 games that you're going to play. But still insanely important. You win your division, you go to the playoffs. And I like Green Bay's chances of either winning this division with relative ease if Rodgers is the quarterback or competing with anyone in this division, even if Jordan Love or Blake Bortles are the quarterback. That's going to do it for me. Thanks as always for listening. I greatly appreciate it. Um, We'll be right back here tomorrow with a brand new episode of the Pack-A-Day podcast. But until next time, and as always, Go Pack Go!